0: We invite you to join us for a brand new show. Living with Maidalee.
1: living with Maidalee. living with Maidalee. Maidalee. living with Maidalee. Hello and welcome to episode one of Living with Madeley. My name is Andrew and I'm joined by Liam.
0: Hello there, how are you?
1: I'm all right. So episode one, exciting times. First yeah. new podcast.
0: Brand new start for us and Richard Maidler. Do
1: you want to explain what it's about, or should we just? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I think for anyone who d- who doesn't know you already, I'm sure they don't know me, but you you host a uh, or co-host a show called Blades Pod, don't you? Um, uh, co-host is a strong term. Yeah, I suppose you're there. Um, I, I'm
1: just there. Yeah, I'm I'm there on Blade Pod. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is not for anyone listening, this is not gonna be the same theme. It's not it's not football related. It's not it's not even tied to sport, although sport will come up in future episodes. Um This is a, 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 I suppose in lockdown it's just a way of us filling some time and let's put something out there. That I hope people enjoy it really.
1: Yeah, me me and Lima both born in nineteen eighty two. Uh this podcast we're trying to look at things from T V history that people might have forgotten about or people are remembered, sort of stuff that you know the, the things that people might say. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. But we're going to try and delve into it a bit more. So it's it's called Living with Maidley simply because it's not all about Richard Maidley, So don't don't switch off straight away. You know this episode's about Richard Maidley, but uh, it's called Living with Maidley because this this is all about TV and our TV memories and stuff like that. And Richard maidley has been the one constant on TV throughout our lives. I think it's fair to say, Liam.
0: Yeah, I think we, we kind of got talking half joking one day and then sort of agreed that actually, you know what, probably we've seen Richard Madeley in every week of our lives in some shape or form. He's, he's on telly on something. Yeah. Um, And I think it's We're kind the of chase. Ch- we on
1: the chase yesterday, actually. And he's there and you get, you get your first pet, you, know, you bring your pet home. I was on teller, that's Richard Maidler, you know, telling us about pets on this morning. You were at school, school sick days, I always remember this morning. Like, you know, you yeah, yeah that's the a strong
0: one, yeah. I think we, we mentioned that, didn't we, when we were talking, saying it's funny how, what, what was a school sick day all about? And it was kind of laying on the settee, being told you couldn't play computer game, so you'd have to watch tele and watching Richard Madley.
1: Yeah, Richard Madley were there then. You get your first job, you come home and he'd, he'd move to Channel 4. Uh, on uh, what, what you just called Richard and Judy, weren't it? That show. Uh, relatives die, or you know, go move into your first house. Basically, everything that ev- the world's been ever changing, uh, and Richard Maidley is the one constant. And this is not a taking the piss out of Richard Maidley, by the way. I'm not a fan of
0: him. He's <laughs> done with affection. It's funny you say he's the one constant because he, he is pretty much exactly the same as well as I remember him when we were kids. But,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, he. This is this is kind of done with affection, and actually it also ties into something else that you've had some success with. Yeah,
1: well, well, each week we're going to choose a different theme, but we thought the best theme to start with, with the title being "Living with Maidly," was the main man himself. So what we're going to do in a in a minute, in a bit, or whatever, is uh, our top five Richard Maidly moments that we remember from him since 1982, since we were born, since we saw the man, and our favourite moments for him, but. Around five years ago, I wrote an article uh, of my top 50 Richard Madeley quotes of all time, which went viral. I think there were like four million people ended up seeing it. We're in, in independent and guardian. and all, I had to do interviews and all sorts. Um, none of it I, I can take any credit for because literally every word of it was Richard Madeley. You know, I just put my favorite quotes together. All I did is I used to collect quotes from Richard Madeley from about age
0: 18. Yeah, I remember when when we first used to go out drinking. So I don't, I don't know around about 18 1983. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you you used to carry like a I want I want to say diary, but it's not a diary, is it? You kind of had a notepad. Notepad I used to add with you. Yeah. That was just your quotes of that particular week from Richard Mainley. <laughs> yeah, thinking <laughs> about He's mad, but yeah, that, I just remember smoking? that being really normal after a bit.
1: We used to work at Sainsbury's, and I'd like come in and say, Oh, this week's quote. Uh, and then I'd say something, and I'd have a lot. And I, I still got these notepads around. So I've got like over probably 200 Richard Madeley quotes hanging around. So I picked my top 40 out, put it out on uh, Happy Fingers Productions, which is no longer a website anymore. The film company's still going, but uh, the website's not. And yeah, it blew up. And I would get it, you know, wrong, wrong Radio and all sorts talking about, you know, even Richard Madeley himself came out and said some of them were bollocks, which. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the most reliable narrator, but I don't think Richard Madeley can remember everything he said throughout
0: his no, life. But you know, like, I think you, there could be some uh, some Andrew Egg paraphrasing in there, couldn't there? I think. Yeah. There might be some slight artistic license, but I don't know because a lot of them I'd kind of seen or heard of before, and there's a clips for for most of them, is there?
1: Yeah, most. of I think at least like five or six. Uh, sorry, about uh, ten or twelve that I had like clips for and stuff like that, but. You know, I mean, everyone knows Richard Madeley. If you, you, I suppose, not. I won't say he's like Marmite. I think most people just sort of think, oh god, Richard Maidley. I'm a genuine fan. I'm not like messing around. I, I really, really find him entertaining more so than
0: most other people. Yeah, I, I like the guy. Um, perhaps not quite so much as you, but yeah, I am a fan, definitely. I'm, um, like, I'm not. I'm not sexually involved with him. <laughs> like well, I, I at the time we recorded this, you weren't. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's nothing, it's nothing lewd. I just find him a, a very, very entertaining man.
0: And this is not going to be what we're not going to do, in case you're thinking, although that would be funny, but we're not just going to read out your top 50 quotes, are we? What, what we're going to no, do I'll, I'll put a is sort of there, pick though. a few of them. Yeah, we will put a link in the episode description, but what we'll do is we're kind of going to dive into a few of them and see what, what we found funny about them, really.
1: Well, yeah, it's just our, our best moments in of Richard Maidly, really, that we can remember that comes, you know, if we think of Richard and you go into a desert island um, and you think, right, I want to take these Madeley moments with me to
0: watch or to listen to. These are the ones. And just to, to let anyone know what we've got coming up for some future episodes, um, we've got childhood adverts. Um, we've got one about sports commentary. We've got the the Dad Sampson the documentary. So yeah, that, that's a cl- that's a classic documentary. That yeah, so so varied subjects. So it's not always going to be about Rich Maidley. Uh, if you love him, just just listen to this one over and over again. If you don't, if you don't, get out of town
1: <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you misunderstand misunderstanding. But yeah, so should we crack on with it then? So, my fifth one, uh, my number five Richard Midler moments is he was interviewing the Birmingham Six. Remember the Birmingham Six?
0: Yes, I do, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> it's funny already. I don't, I don't know this one, so I'm already intrigued.
1: Yeah, he was interviewing the Birmingham Six, obviously falsely in prison for um, planning a te- well, a terrorist attack uh, Quite a on years, England. I
0: don't think we're talking a short spell, spell of time either, was it?
1: No, no, they were in there for years. God knows how long. Yeah, they were in there for absolutely ages. Lots of appeals to try and get them out and stuff, but... So they sat on this morning, sat sitting on the, this morning sofa. Uh, Rich's first question was, What do you notice, most that has changed you in your 18 years in jail? Cars are five gears now, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because it's just like all the things that he could have said. It's so partridge, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and, and that's something that comes up time and time again. when Because obviously, for this to, to do this show, I've, I've done a little bit of reading up on him and watched a few videos, and the kind of partridge comparisons are. are there for all to see aren't they i don't think you can get away from it yeah and that's very yeah, much I, just a man who you can imagine that, that that day he drove to work and he thought oh you know, brilliant now isn't it cars have got five years it's I, I don't think there's any more distance to it than that he's not trying yeah. to make a clever point that's just the first thing that comes to his mind almost
1: i mean what i mean what would you i, I, I don't know how long they've been in jail say let's say 20 years for the sake of argument what what would the first
0: thing you'd ask the birmingham six I think what I'd like to know is what what's the first thing you did when you got out? What what After that long locked away, what what does a free person do when, when they get the freedom back?
1: <laughs> on a now, car, I didn't know how to drive because you had five gears. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think there's so many more. I mean, you know, there's the kind of advancement in technology all around. And, and I, I don't think the I'd single out the fifth gear on a car. And this, the funny the thing is it, that some have six anyway, so... <laughs> the question
1: itself is fine. The question is... What do you notice that has changed the most during the 18 years in jail? Leave it at that. You know what I mean? There's no need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. For instance, just as an example, Carl's are five gears now. Why has he added that?
0: Imagine if one of them told him that he gets six now and it blew his mind. He just sort of.
1: <laughs> Judy, stop the show. <laughs> right, everyone, out i have got to I'm going to check this out. But yeah, I just love like he started with like a, a, a normal question that you think, yeah, that's a decent question. I'd like to know what's changed. 18 years it was in jail. You know what what's changed? And then he's had to add in cars, for instance. And he's obviously just he's he's, he's freelancing, isn't he?
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of running theme with, with with Rich, isn't it? He just he just grabs whatever his th- first thought is and throws it out there. And there there are even are red sort of people who kind of quite cynically think it's a bit of an act and that he he almost plays this. I wouldn't say bumbling. That's not a good description, but plays this kind of almost too free thinking man. And I I don't think that at all. I, I listened to um, Desert Island Discs with him to to sort of get some background on him. Mm. And I think he said that basically him and Judy, the way they are on telly is exactly as they would be if you went to their house for dinner. And I genuinely believe that. Well, yeah.
1: just before I go on to the next one, because that ties in quite nice with my number four, I've just said he was freelancing. Obviously, what I meant is freestyling. So it just goes to show it's harder than it than it seems. You know, I'm here criticizing Rich Maidly. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm making... Schoolboy errors that Richard never make in that situation.
0: No, he always, does, he always makes sense, doesn't he? But it's sometimes yeah. not necessarily the words that, that you kind of think in hindsight he would have chosen.
1: But as you said, you know, you do feel like you're at home with him. I think that's like the best thing about Richard and Jude. And this is a bit cheating, it's not really a moment. But my number four is just his openness about his family life. And I've got a couple of quotes here. One was uh, to the comedians, Punt and Dennis. And he said, you two have been together for 24 years, just like me and Jude. Although me and Judy were having an affair at the beginning, weren't we, Jude? <laughs> is that the same for you two? Did you start off as an affair too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another one I mean this is just insane. Is when me and Judy were trying to conceive, I used to douse my balls in icy water
0: before intercourse. <laughs> Do you know what's funny there is I actually thought when I looked this up you were gonna go for this. Then Judy got pregnant very quickly again. It was an accident. Um and uh sorry Chloe but it's you good were and you know.
1: The openness is fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. And again, I think it just like sort of what makes him such an enjoyable watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the draw. I think you, there's no there's no deception. I think you are getting him him as he. I mean, him and Judy basically. But I think Judy obviously seems to have a better filter. I think he literally just says what's in his head.
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, Judy always rolls her eyes. You don't know whether is she in on it. Does she like? I don't like. Does she go home and say, "Why
0: did you say that"? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't know because I think the, probably the, the success to a certain extent is, is almost driven by that, that. It's not like a professionalism, is it? That's not a fair way to say it. It's just no. that, that almost slightly too openness that, that almost you do need to keep something back, really, or, or most people seem to think you do and, and not, <laughs> not rich.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, unwritten rules. I don't know any presenter. I mean, just, just on the, I mean he's going to have to come out about this, but for instance, uh, Phil Schofield... Obviously, came out about his uh, homosexuality. Made leader announced that on the first day of the
0: show, one of the first minute. <laughs> yeah, I think you you wouldn't have got to an advert break before he told you that.
1: <laughs> He's admitted as well that he had ten affairs
0: with his. He, his
1: this is his second marriage to Judah, and he, he had ten affairs with his first wife. One within the same week of his honeymoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, like, I, Why do I know that? Why do
0: I? Why has he told me that? It's you know it's, it's very impressive how kind of his his career and I mean. It, it, he went for uh, almost a work experience type interview when he was, I think he was 16 or 17 and, and ended up getting offered a job. And then he was, I think, political editor at 18, 19. And I think he sort of flew yeah. through his early years. I think the quote from him was he, he was he was desperate to get to success or, or kind of, you know, he's really, I don't know, he's very, very driven. And I think he, he, he met somebody for, a, he'd only known her for about a month, I think, when they got married. Yeah. And, uh, some, something else that he said on this podcast that I didn't realise either was, was that his dad died uh, just just after the marriage, and he said that kind of tainted the whole thing in his first
1: marriage. Ah, I see. I didn't know that. To be fair, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, you know what I mean. He's he's obviously made it work with uh, Jude. our number three, um, he's back to his interviews again, and uh, I, I've been looking to find who this guy is, and I, I, I don't know. So I, out of my own notes, this, and I never wrote down the, the guy we were interviewing, but it was a guy who had been wrongly imprisoned and he had been in jail for years. And the first question again, always opening with a fantastic first question. Richard Madeley said, "So, did you do it?" <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. As if, like, he's going to catch him out. Like, the coppers are like... Do you you know what I mean? Like, they've let him out. Yeah, he's been wrongly imprisoned. So, did you do it? Oh, he's
0: got me. (laughs) Yeah, I love his his questions like that. Where he kind of... It's almost... Like you say, it's like almost... He's desperate to be the person who who asks the kind of killer question. But Mm. I think quite often it's... I don't know. I just think he's so blunt and so obvious. I mean... Even if you did think you could catch him out, which would be mad, but it's not a kind of deep probing question, is it? Did you do it? Did you do it?
1: Uh, I, I mean, the guy just went, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, but it, what mean, if you Bill Clinton, one of his questions to him was, I know what it's like to be falsely accused, but unlike you, I knew
0: I was innocent. Uh, yeah, it, I love that. And actually, you know that, what?
1: Because like, Clinton's like, whoa,
0: what? That that actually was going to be one of my memories. So I might just touch on that when we get to to my point. But yeah, I thought that was was a brilliant, it's a brilliant quote.
1: So at number two, this is a recent one. This just goes to show, unlike, you know, like uh, Oasis did two good albums and then sort of slowly went off the scene. Madeleine's still banging out the hits. And this was only a couple of years ago, and it's when he went squatting. Have you ever seen this show?
0: Yeah, I have. Uh, this When we discussed it and we talked about episode one and I went away and did some background, this is something I came across and I thought it's a fantastic watch, this.
1: So I'm going to play Like, well, it's a couple of clips actually put together by uh, the, the guys at uh, joe.co.uk. Uh, I'll put a link to the description so you can see the, the footage of it as well. These are just the best bits of that, that show um, and just, just listen.
0: What's your supermarket skip of choice then? I mean, I personally quite like shopping Waitrose. at Waitrose.
1: Are we roughly of an age, you and I? I'm, I'm 56. You're a bit rude. You can't film me pissing
0: You're not yeah. filming me. You're an age. You can, you can listen. What were your favourite quote from the
1: uh, <laughs> the squatting episode with Richard Maylie?
0: Right, my favourite bit in that was definitely... Um, it's not in that compilation we've just played, actually, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's Richard's quote here is, when people think of squatters, they think, yeah, that's a family who go away on a holiday, 2.4 children, and they come back and people have moved into the house and they look through the windows, and they've changed the locks, they're drinking the wine, frying up the bacon. You know, that's the public perception of squatting, isn't it? <laughs> now, what, what I love is that what, that's, that's, I don't think that's the public perception no, of That's not my perception of squatting. <laughs> but you, might, you might go on holiday and come back, and somebody's locked you out of your house, and they're frying up your bacon. Don't
1: squatters Just go to sort of unoccupied uh, buildings and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I, I watched the documentary. They don't break into people's houses and start flipping the bacon. <laughs> the, <laughs> no, they, they basically. But well, if, if you watch the show, I thought it's quite it's quite an interesting one actually. Because obviously what they're doing is is criminal and it causes problems for people. But if, if you kind of watch it, it essentially they just a lot of what they do is trying to get homeless people off the streets and into unused properties. I mean, I know there's more to it than that. And and yeah. if they were squatting twer- in my property, I might not like it. But. I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought. I think it's quite an interesting show in general. What what they try to do, but yeah, Rich keeps it Madeley-esque, doesn't he?
1: Brilliant. Do you know what my favourite bit is of this? I think is the opening line of the whole show is, I have to confess, as someone who is lucky enough to know more than one home, I know
0: nothing about squatting.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, like, so, like,
0: sort of... yeah, I did notice that, and he does. I mean, obviously, this is a, an appreciation of of Rich Madeley, but. It does have that side to him, doesn't it? I think, uh, I think you sent me this clip, actually. Let, let's play this clip where he's, uh, he's talking about being rich. Do you make a lot of money? Are you rich? Are you rich? Uh, yeah. Are you? Yeah, I, I think that... I, I love I love the kind of cockiness in his... Yep. Are you rich? Yep. Yeah, but the thing is, he is rich. He is rich
1: made, maybe. He's just got the wrong end of the stick. Ah, maybe. yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, are you rich? Yeah. But no.
0: Yeah, I'm rich, rich made,
1: Another great, great quote from the Squatters episode is when, um you know when he's jumping over the wall? Have you seen that bit? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And he jumps over the, he's about to jump over a wall, and one of the producers shouts, "Don't ruin your best jeans, Rich!" He jumps over the wall, like looks almost at the camera, almost like John Wayne, and said, "These are not my best jeans."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely classic. There's another small moment in there as well that I found funny. Maybe I've exaggerated this just because I like him, but. When they go to this, it's kind of like a meeting for squatters. They organise things, mm. and they all meet. And, and Rich, Rich Mainly gets access to it. And the start of the meeting, they are all asked to put their loose change into the middle. <laughs> Some of them stand up and drop a few coins in the middle. The, the kind of the arrogance, he pulls out a few coins from his pocket and just tosses them into the middle. I loved how he did that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think like if you want. What what is good about Rich Maydell? I think that that's the episode to watch.
0: We're saying, saying arrogance, but I suppose it's confidence, isn't it? That's a fairer word. He's he's so he's so confident in him in himself, he, he, and he's so kind yeah. of not, never ever doubts anything he says or does, and it, it's so kind of refreshing really to watch.
1: I imagine if you're that honest as a man. It must be unbelievably easy to be that confident because he's got no sort of embarrassment. You know, he swore twice on he's presented a Good Morning Britain and this morning within the last 12 months twice, and he swore twice on both of them, and it's not affecting him. He's not bothered.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I think Chester Young asked that as one of the the early questions on Desert Island Disc, which is. You've kind of put everything out there in the public. You've talked about Viagra. You've talked about kind of embarrassing (laughs) moments.
1: Why has he
0: talked about Viagra? I think he said once he explained how he took it for a trial or something. But he basically (laughs) says, do do you kind of feel untouchable? Because you've put everything out there so nobody can come back. And his response is, yes, I suppose there is an element of that. that, But it's all out there. You can't catch me out. He was on Sunday brunch and he thought just randomly
1: talking about how he don't wear pants.
0: One put- extra pair of socks. I don't wear underwear, so no underwear. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's done>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: so that's that space. That's space saved. <laughs> Calm yourself, Timothy. Calm yourself. <laughs> uh, the, the toothbrush, uh, the razor, and I said you can get all that in one little bag. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's only fine. one image in everybody's mind yeah. now, Richard. All <laughs> <laughs> <I think so. laughs> it's just to the side. Listen, thirty percent of blokes don't wear underwear. You know, it's, it's not mad. You, can, yeah, you don't exactly need to. Said. If you shower every day, you don't need to walk away. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay, we've had, we've had your top four. I'm quite intrigued now because I know, obviously, you do keep a close eye on him. We've said that. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to finding out what is your favourite maidly moment. Right, my number one is something that I don't
1: know if this is... I think everyone's number one if you were doing a a uh, most famous Richard Mable, would be Ali G, wouldn't it? Aye. You know, when he was doing all that Yeah, yeah,
0: months. but this is not most famous, is it? This is just your favourite.
1: No, there, so I've not gone for that. I don't know if you've gone for that in one of your magic moments, because it was brilliant at the time, don't get me wrong, the Ali G thing, but, you know, people have seen it and heard it. I've seen it too many times. Um,
0: yeah. So, number one, do you remember when he described himself as a millennium guru? Mm, no, so funnily enough, I've, I've kind of done a little bit of reading up, and that's not, that's not come to me, that.
1: Remember the Millennium Bug, the the fear in 1999 that the Millennium Bug was just going to sort of crash the entire world?
0: Yeah, technology couldn't cope with the date changing from 1999 to 2000. That was the Millennium Bug, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, Richard described himself self-styled Millennium Guru. (laughs) And he he, he sort of did this thing for, I don't know how many months, for months talking about how, you know, he, he invented a Millennium Cupboard, as he called it. Where it contained tin sardines. <laughs> yeah. he, he invented
0: a millennium cupboard. Is yeah. it Not just a cupboard. A millennium thing?
1: cupboard. And basically, Judy used to roll her eyes, going, "Oh, here he goes again." And he goes, "No, no." You? He actually said to Judy, "Um, you'll see, you'll see, Judy. I'm right, and scientists around the world are thinking the same. The cupboard is a good idea." <laughs> and um, so she was like rolling her eyes and weren't having it. He, he, he filled it with wet wipes, candles, medical supplies. Apparently, had like hundred tins of sardines in there. <laughs> which <laughs> is mean, insane
0: why why if technology crashed why did he think you'd need wet wipes
1: and sardines he was absolutely convinced that the world would malfunction because it were a brand new century and i don't know default but we'd all be back in 1900s i don't know I mean, like sort of time would go back and we'd all be like you know no cars and no five-gear cars on the road <laughs> yeah,
0: so so in that, if there's no got no five-gear cars you need sardines and wet wipes
1: yeah, so he was like, he was basically saying that people could be without gas and water uh, on on the first of uh, the year 2000. It was actually condemned by Action 2000, who were like a, a sort of an Ofcom sort of thing for irresponsible <laughs> broadcasting. They
0: condemned him. He had to be yeah, they condemned, condemned
1: him. Uh, yeah, and they had to like do like a, a follow up program to reassure viewers because of what the, the people were that worried about what they were saying. They had to do an actual program to reassure viewers that this was not going to happen. But he still carried <laughs> on with it. And as far as I know. He's never mentioned it since. He's made one tweet referring to it in a jokey way, which he just put something about a millennium cupboard, like as a bit of a joke. But yeah, and you know, he's got on his life. Yeah, I like that's
0: the number one. I didn't, I, I, if I had heard of that, I'd forgotten it. I don't think I knew about that. Yeah, I mean, hang on. He put on Twitter. Let me just have a quick little while. We're... I think, again, what that shows though is when, when he's kind of got his mind made up, that's it. He's, he's not kind of going to be told otherwise, is he? No, no, no. He tweeted in 2010,
1: September the 20th. Indeed, the millennium cupboard never closed, which I don't know what that means. But it's quite deep in it. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure actually. I don't know. No, I don't know what he means by that. It never
0: closed.
1: Um, I don't know it's like poetry, isn't it? I mean, that's another thing we've not mentioned about Rich and I've not done this myself, and maybe we'll come back to him because he's such a. I mean, we're not even covering half of his, you know, his greatness here. But he's wrote, he's wrote a few books, hasn't he, as well, and Judy has as well, and um. I've got a clip of him in here, um, basically talking about one of his books.
0: I was thinking back to that time when I was trying to think of the plot for this next book. And I thought, okay, we've got great weather. You can write about that. You've got the lakes looking wonderful. I can write about that. What, ah oh yes. The surface of the lakes was heating up in this endless sunshine and it was deceptively warm. And people were going in because normally the lakes is freezing and they were swimming in this warm, superheated layer. And then they'd go down a bit for a little
1: dive and just beneath them, it was still freezing and they were dying. Yeah, so that's sort of my favorite. Rich Man. What, what, what about you? What's your, some of your favourite moments by the man?
0: I, I find it hard to pick a moment out with, with Rich Maidley. I think I keep saying Desert Island Disc, but I think, as you probably gathered, that's made up the bulk of my research. Um, but I think even just listening to that, there's so many sound bites, there's so many moments that are funny. He, his last choice is a song that he, he kind of tells us that him and Julia both want that as their funeral song. But then he, he sort of thinks to himself and says, mind you, we probably couldn't both have it. It's just whoever dies first. And, and he says it sort of in such a kind of pleased with himself way. And he it, it tells a story about where he nearly dies, joking on a piece of beef. Um, quite, quite a touching story about how his dad went through a strange period where he, he kind of got quite quite violent, aggressive with him for a couple of years, which obviously is not funny, but he kind of approaches it with such open honesty that it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of really it's quite touching, really. <music> the standout moment, I think, for me, is the, the Bill Clinton interview. I know you've already read the quote earlier, so I'm not going to read it out, but I, I just love the fact that they get someone who's been in charge of uh, the USA, the president, the the kind of... The most powerful country in the world, arguably, and he compares the time that he got accused of shoplifting with with sort of the same problems that <laughs> Bill Clinton's having. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was only getting done for like impeachment or
0: something. Yeah, I think I think it was it possibly. Yeah, I think it was potential impeachment or and and Richard managed to tie it to the time that he. I mean, you, I presume you do remember because I know you, as we've yeah, shared, yeah, got ya yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah.
0: The the shoplifting thing was something that that came to mind as well, but. What I want to say there is I don't know I don't know about you on this one but I I think anyone who who took out some some alcohol or whatever in the trolley and tried not to pay for it I think with anybody I, I would have a little bit of doubt where I think do you know what I wonder if they would try I, I absolutely 100% believe that's just a mistake from from Rich I, I do not think for one second I don't think he's capable of lying about it I think if he well, tried to steal it he would just have said yep yep moment of madness well we know he's rich Are you rich Oh uh, yeah another great moment that that i remember and again this is another one people may have seen it before but i i just think it's brilliant i love i love the way his brain works is that he gets Darren Brown on his show. Darren Brown does a thing if you if you put I don't know if it's a coin to be honest, I'm not sure, but you put something in one hand and he'll tell you which one it's in. Plays all sorts of psychological games. Well you'd think I think this, so I think you've done it in that one and he's always right. But Rich being Rich Madeley, decides to play it a little bit differently. So
1: Yeah just before you carry on there, I've actually got a clip of this in my uh, extensive exhaustive uh Maidly video collection clip. So let's have Brilliant. a look at this. Listen- Brilliant, yeah, let's hear it.
0: Either I don't know, or you haven't got it in either you haven't got it in either hand, have you? <laughs> you right don't do that to me (laughs) are you 50 quid you meanie (laughs) no he plays tricks on Uh, congratulations yeah thank you excellent well done how the hell did you read that god yeah i I love it i love that he he has to try and bend the rules and get he would love to be the person who caught him out i think it's the same as when he asks you know did you do it it's these type of questions he's desperate to be the person (laughs) who finds the loophole
1: he said he once said one of his first questions to a bloke who... Uh, sorry, a woman who had a, a, an obsessive... A woman called Jane who had an obsessive crush on a celebrity. His opening question was, So, Jane, when did you first realise you were quite
0: clearly mad? <laughs> kind of drawing to a close now. Something that I want to mention, though, before we do finish. Um, see if you have the same reaction I did. But when I was doing this research and looking into some of the background, I came across a show which is uh, it says, it's called... Fortunately, with fee and jane it's a bbc radio four i think it was show right and actually this clip there they're discussing waiting for one i think jane has been to interview richard maidly and they're waiting for him to come back and actually so we must be with fee and she's talking to a guy called i think it's paddy o'connell i'm just sending you a clip now bearing in mind that that paddy is is a human man i'm listening to this clip and this noise
1: if somebody said to you, Paddy, I've got this amazing new program that I'd like you to host, it's mainly female focused audio, <laughs>
0: FFA. <laughs> yeah, so there's a noise there where he starts laughing, Paddy. And honestly, this I know there's kind of sort of you sort of memories and then there's kind of slightly anecdotal memories. But honestly, I swear that, that that noise happened as I got out of the car at Sainsbury's today. And I thought I stood on a small animal or something. I, my heart dropped. <laughs> I it was big. Honestly, like no joking. I thought, oh no, like it, it's it's the noise of pain or terror. I, I froze. My heart dropped.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> and uh, and he goes on then. And, and to be fair, actually, it is quite entertaining. But I, I don't know this Paddy O'Connell. His apologies. He's, he's probably a very professional, ser- serious broadcaster. We're going to say very professional serial killer. <laughs> no, well I, I don't. It could be. But there's a. Another bit that made me laugh shortly after that where he's talking about uh, Richard Maley, and he's, I mean, they're praising him and they're saying, yeah, be, you know, I'd be late for Richard Madeley and all this sort of stuff. And he says, yeah, he's a he's a great teller of an anecdote. Told me one where Noel Coward's friend did a play that wasn't very good. So Noel Coward went into his dressing room and said, that was great. And that's it. And that's that- <laughs> a great anecdote. Well, wow, yeah, that's fantastic that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but why? I mean, imagine that being... Selling Richard Maley to someone with with a, an anecdote about Noel an Coward that's that's not even a good one. I think, well, I think as you know, there's there's much more to choose from than that. I mean,
1: I, this this is the first I've heard of this Paddy O'Connell character. but You know, he's he's immediately gone down on my my bad list of bad people. I
0: oh, no, he's a good guy. If you listen to him, he's he is a good guy. I'm not I'm not criticising him. I just found you say that, but you've, you're not delivering any evidence to, to back up this claim. No, actually, no. He's Well, I'm saying that. There, there is actually a moment as well where he does a really kind of weird, terrible impression.
1: I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I've already made my mind up uh, after you. He's got. I mean, think of the the, the volume of work he's got to talk about, Madeleine, and he's used that as his as, as, as to promote the man. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've done a better job today, I think. Just and that's. Do you know what I mean? I've got like a list of like more than 100
0: quotes of Richard Madeley.
1: I think we've only mentioned like 20 today. So we, we might even come back to him. He's got that much wealth of talent and work.
0: Yeah, and you you keep your eye on him anyway, don't you? So I think if if anything does pop up in the duration of us sort of recording the next few episodes, we 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 will keep you informed. But I think that's probably brings us to an end, doesn't it? Is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, on like your I said, I've
1: always got my eye on on Rich let to see what he's up to. Um, but yeah, um, but that's the end of the episode. And like I said, this is not a podcast that's going to be all about Rich Maydler or anything like that. This was just the opening one to to sort of set the scene.
0: Right now we've discussed what we're going to do each week. At the end, we're we're gonna one of us is going to choose a clip from social media. It can be current, it can be an old one. It's just something that's made us laugh that, that we've sent each other at some point, and we're going to pick it apart. So this week, so this week's a clip, I, I think you sent it me originally. Um, we it's not it's not something we watched this week, is it? But it's something that we both send each other every now and again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the title is Bloke on Sky News that acts like David Brent." Let's play it. I think the main risks are that you may be the owner of a vehicle rather than the driver. You may receive one of these notices and then for some reason you may fumble the notice. You may lose it before you send it. You may not fill it in correctly. Do that twice and you'll be banned from driving. So good, that. Presumably you have to be a fan of The Office and David Brent (laughs) to get that clip. Would it be funny if you didn't? I don't know, but if you know it, it's funny because it's a man who's been himself but he was more like David Brent than David Brent.
1: I reckon this guy has never seen The Office. What do you think?
0: I agree. I don't think... He, yeah, definitely. In no way is he attempting to be like David Brent. He just happens to be so much like him. And we'll, leave the, we'll leave the clip in the comments, by the way. But His appearance is amazing as well. Yeah, it, it looks funny. It looks like a mouse. Um, <laughs> just find that funny Like a kind of cartoon mouse. But yeah, he's, he's obviously been approached... I think he's talking about... Well, it's some kind of traffic offence, isn't it?
1: Yeah. i just watching him back and play it. He like rolls his shoulders a bit before the... Do that twice, and he'll be banned from driving.
0: I mean, that's the best line, isn't it? You, there's there's a couple of kind of key points in there. One is, you may not be the owner of the vehicle. <laughs> right? I how he delivers it. And then, yeah, the second one is definitely... Just how he says it as well, it's his body movement. You've got to watch it for that. But do that twice. It's so, so good. i
1: comments on YouTube... Uh, as he passes full the driver's test, he gives the tests.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but brilliant. what I love
1: about it is that this guy's obviously a serious guy. I'm not entirely sure, sure who he is because obviously I love research. our research team don't go to those sort of lens. But
0: he's obviously leader, some sort
1: of professional guy and they talk about driving and stuff. I don't know how this man's not been discovered before or since. Why is this not... This should be... I mean, it's got 916 likes on YouTube which, and 200, 211,000 views, which is not a
0: lot, really, considering no, how no. Big this clip is. No, and I think when you consider some of the reality stars that kind of made it out of the uh, airport and the crew yeah. and stuff like that, I, I would love to have seen a documentary about oh, this I'd guy.
1: Love it. Do that twice. <laughs> he's sort of like so smug and like he's so sure of himself. It is just David Brennan. He's, he's absolutely amazing, honestly. One of my favourite clips of all time, Nesh.
0: Yeah, so that's one you sent me. And I think going forward, if anybody's got any clips that they want us to have a look at, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we're calling it, are we calling it Clip Analysis?
1: We'll call it Clip Analysis, and we'll try and dig in. I mean, this is the first one, so we've done no research. But in future, if you send us a clip in, we'll try and dig into the clip, um, see what it's about, see if we can get any background on it. Uh, But, yeah, just send it as in, uh, um, and then we'll just... Is there anything on. on Wikipedia that we can quote? Yeah. So that's episode one of Living with Madeley. Not all the episodes are going to be about Richard Madeley. Some people will be delighted to know. Um, but obviously we thought it was worth kicking off with the main man himself, who's uh, who's the inspiration behind the podcast, basically. But we're going to do different themes every week. Liam, it's your theme next week. What are you going to pick? I'm going to do
0: Richard Madeley. No, I'm, I'm only joking. I'm not.
1: Um, <laughs> Richard Madeley part Judy Finnegan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, next week I'm going to do what I want you to do is think about adverts that have stood out in your mind, but that you don't necessarily know what they were advertising.
1: Right.
0: Does that oh, make sense? I, I get you, yeah.
1: So you mean, adverts, you remember, like, sort of from your youth, but you think,
0: hmm, what was that, that? Iconic mean? adverts. It might be a theme tune that's stuck in your head. It might yeah. be a certain kind of a certain person or certain face. But I, I'm intrigued by adverts that you remember vividly, but perhaps can't remember what they were advertising. You may be the owner of an advert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do your research do that twice and we might have a good podcast <laughs> if uh, anyone wants to get in touch with us send us anything find us on twitter at livingwithmade1 or you can send us an email at livingwithmadely at outlook.com living